All right. Welcome to episode one of our new podcast. So we don't really know what we're going to call it yet. We're still putting it on the Couple of Sixes channel. We might in the future make another one. But we just want to introduce you guys to basketball. Let us let let you guys know what it's about. So if you want to go follow that channel, you can. But we don't have it up yet. Yeah. So basically, football started like six weeks ago, and that's when we started our first podcast. We're like, we really don't want to talk about football. And now the basketball season here. Both of us really love to watch basketball. Really love to play basketball. So we're like, we might as well talk about that too. So that's what you guys are getting. Yep. Um, so I think the first thing we should start off with is our kind of like group top 10 from each conference. Yeah. So as you all know, the play in now, 10 teams have a shot to make the playoffs. And I'm me and Justin basically came up with our top 10 like teams in each conference. And as in like what we think the seating is going to be basically, Mm -hmm. this isn't so much as like how good each team is, this is a seeding thing because there's some teams who I think like are really good that I just don't think their star players will play that many games together. And that's why I have them lower than a couple other teams. All right. So do you want to start with the West or the East? Um, let's start with the East. Go for it. Okay. So let me pull up the list here. Um, in the East, as the one seed, uh, I think the one seed in the East is going to be the uh, Boston Celtics again. Not again, but I think like they'll, I think they'll be a really good regular season team. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they just came off a championship, and I think that unlike the other team that just won a championship, their young players will play enough games to be the one seed in the regular season. Uh, right. At the two seed, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not going to say too much about every team because at the end we'll talk about some teams specifically. But at the two seed, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, they have one of the best players in the league. They're going to be a really good team just coming off a championship two years ago. Uh, at the three seed, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. They have James Harden, who's looking better than ever over the offseason, and they have Joel Embiid, the second-best center in the league. They should be a really good duo, and that team should be really good in the regular season. Uh, At the four seed, this team might be a little overrated, especially by people like me, but I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. They got Donovan Mitchell. They have uh, the one of the better front courts in the league. Uh, Darius Garland was an all-star last season. That team, I see no reason why it shouldn't be a top four seed. Yeah, we we really do think that the the team's gonna like really like get to know each other's play style, complement it very well. So they're gonna have some good success throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the five seed, I have the uh, Brooklyn Nets. This was one of the iffier picks. Uh. The Nets are just so talented, but they're so their star players just don't want like play enough games for me to like be confident that they're gonna be a one seed. But I definitely have them making the playoffs. I think a five seed is a 
good spot for them. Um, at the sixth seed, I have the Miami Heat. Um, they didn't really get better, which means they got worse because all the teams around them got much better. And then with Jimmy aging, Kyle Lowry aging, I just think they'll be a little worse in the regular season, at least. Mm-hmm. Um. Then at the what was that the six seed? Yeah. At the seven seed, I think it's going to be the Atlanta Hawks. They're going to be the first team in the play-in. Uh, they got Dejounte Murray last year. They're at the ten seed, and this year they added Dejounte Murray. Uh, they re-signed uh Hunter. They still have Collins. The team should be good, but I don't see that much of a jump. I I just need to see how Murray and Trey Young play together first before I jump to any conclusions. Mm-hmm. Uh, then at the eight seed, I have the. Wait, no, I think I think we're tripping. I think this is seven because Cavs were four. Cavs then... were four. Nets were five. Mm-hmm. Heat was six. Yeah. Hawks for seven. Oh. Oops. All right, go ahead. Right? Yeah. Um, At the eight seed, this team also I have – this team I feel like should be higher, but it's the Toronto Raptors. Um, They did really good last season. They surprised a lot of people. However, and I really do think the young core is going to develop. I just don't think they have uh, – enough, like, a, a true number one, like, these other real contenders have. Like, Siakam's really good, but he's not as good as Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid. So, that's why I have them just a little behind everybody else. Hey, and we got, uh, we got Scotty out here. Scotty Barnes, actually, he grew up in the same community I live in right now. Um, Actually, I just DDoS myself. That's fine. Barely any of you know where Scotty even... Barely any of you even know where Scotty lives when he grew up, so that's fine. But yeah, I'm rooting for Scotty Barnes, and I really like that Raptors team. One of my favorite teams in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Then at the nine seed, I got one of our friends here at teams, the Chicago Bulls. Ah, uh, that with Lonzo's injury, and then they didn't make any big offseason moves. We switch teams to be regressing. Their defense isn't the best. I feel like they will, and they didn't win against any good teams in the regular season last year. Like, they truly could not beat any good teams in the regular season. It was a problem. So, I'm expecting some regression in terms of wins for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I really thought last season they were going to come out real strong. Again, as you said, that injury throughout the season. And they just weren't working the best together. So, I mean, maybe we'll see something different this season. But as you said... If one team doesn't do anything, hasn't made any moves, then all the other teams around them are getting better. Mm-hmm. And then the 10 seed, it was between the uh, the Wizards and the Knicks. Even though I do think teams like the Pistons and Magic are good teams, like for where they are, I just don't think they have enough star power to make the playoffs right now. But between the Knicks and the Wizards, I'm going to pick the 10 seed to be the Knicks. I think R.J. Barrett is a really good player, will get better, or sh- I predict him to get better. Julius Randle should have 
he doesn't even have to go back to like he just needs to play better, which I feel like he can. He he is good enough to be better than he was last season because last season he wasn't the best. And then now they have an actual point guard, so I feel like that team could potentially make the playoffs, but I have them being at the 10 seed. Yeah, you know, I think that point guard, it's uh, Jalen Brunson, right? Yes. Yeah, I think he's he's going to help that team get together because that's kind of the the area that they've been lacking in is, like, someone to really facilitate the floor for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's – the Knicks have been a weird team. No one expected them to make the playoffs when they did, and everyone expected them to make the playoffs last year, and they didn't. So you can never really tell with them, but I think the 10 seed is a safe place for a team like them. I agree. It can only get better, though. Yeah, it can only get better. All right, let's move over to the uh, the Western Conference. Yes. Okay, so for the West, the one seed we decided on was not the Warriors, shockingly, even though they just won the championship. I'm a bit biased, but I really do feel like the Nuggets will be the one seed in the West. We were kind of having a little bit of an argument here about this one. Because... Personally, I do think the Warriors should be number one, which I'll explain that later. But, you know, we're fine. We'll take the, the Nuggets. I'll talk about the Nuggets a bit later. That's why I won't go in too in-depth into it right now. But I have the Nuggets first, and then we have the Warriors second. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are our top two. Those are my the, – the, the, I don't even think those are the two best teams in the conference, per se. Those are just the – are the teams I think are going to have the best regular season. And then this team I have in number three, I don't even think they're like, I don't, I don't even know if they'll win their first round matchup, but I think the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to be a very good regular season team. Rudy Gobert is the best regular season defender in the league. His, uh, his interior defense with actually surrounded with good perimeter defenders. The war, uh, the Timberwolves should have a top 10, top five defense. And then with Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, and Cat, they should have a top 10 offense as well. I have a question because I actually don't know this myself. How are they switching out the bigs this year? Are they going to have Cat and Rudy Cat, on the floor Cat at the same time? Cat will play the four. He'll be okay. a power forward. That is perfect because I think those two complement each other so much as big men. Because what Rudy's lacking in, Cat has. So, it's really just a good duo there. Yes, they have a stretch four now. Probably the best stretch four in the entire league in Cat. And and probably one of the best defenders. If not defender. the best defender in the league. Yeah. in Rudy. So, that duo, regular season, should feast. Got them both on my fantasy team, too. Had to pick them both up. Then the four seed, I think this could be the best team in the West. However, with their two-star players coming off injury, they're third-best player not playing in a couple of years. The Clippers, I think they'll struggle in the regular season a little bit, but they are the deepest team in the league. And even if the Stars miss a couple of games, like even if the Stars even only play half the regular season, they should be a top-six team in the conference. That's how deep they are. Yeah, I mean, look at what they did last year without Kawhi. Exactly. And even they missed Paul George for that last play-in game. If they had Paul George, they could have made the playoffs. Yep. So, I'm I'm really high on this team, especially with John Wall and that they have an actual point guard. Everyone thought Rondo was going to be a point guard to put him over the top, but I think John Wall could be that person. Mm-hmm. So, now at the five seed, 
this team was the one seed last season. Um, I have them sliding down a little bit. It's the Phoenix Suns. They didn't really get worse in terms of talent, but they got significantly worse in terms of chemistry, in terms of CP3 aging. Yeah, and, I mean, he's getting old. It's, it's hard not, to say in there. And also, every other team just getting so much better. Like, the Warriors are going to have, like, cohesion this year. The Nuggets are getting players back from injury. The Clippers getting players back from injury. I just don't see how they'll be the one seed again, but I definitely do see them making the playoffs. Then the sixth seed, was it a bait between two teams? Because I think those are far – actually, the top four, I think, are the four best teams in the conference in terms of the regular season. But then it was a bait between the Suns and the Grizzlies and the Pelicans for the sixth seed. And I think the Pelicans will win the sixth seed. I think they'll be the last non-playing team in the West. That's, again, where we had the uh, little debate there because I like the Grizzlies. But I think whatever. if Zion can play half the season, not even half, like if he can play 60% of the season, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, they made noise in the playoffs last season. They have really good – their defense is really good. And now you had Zion, a, pro, uh, a generational scorer. I'm really, I'm really like high on Zion, like a generational score inside that lineup. It might take a while for them to gel. And that's why I have them a little lower, because they really could be a top three seed. But I think a six seed, factoring in injury concerns and chemistry, is perfectly fine. Yeah, and we'll talk about that a little later too. My seventh seed is the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant. They have Jaron out for a little. That worries me, considering he's a defensive player of the year candidate, and now they won't have him for a little. Um, and I also just, like, I don't understand how that team won so many games last season. Like, they're bad. I think that was, like, I don't understand, and I just, their roster isn't as good as the teams above them, in my opinion. I really think that's what it comes down to. Yep. And we'll touch on that later, too, because I got a couple things to say about the Grizzlies. That was the seventh seed, the eighth seed. Um, I have the Dallas Mavericks. Luca should be good enough for the team to make the playoffs by himself. Now you add Christian Wood, who's a bit of a shaky defender, but no one on that team other than Spencer Dinwiddie can really like dribble the ball. Like when Luca's not playing, that team is gonna have so much trouble doing anything. Like I really think they did not construct a good enough team around Luca for them to be a serious contender. Yeah, I agree. But Luca could be... That's why I don't think Luca will win MVP, too. We'll get into that a little bit later. But, like, I don't think the team's good. So, the nine seed, I have the Lakers. Um, This isn't, like, my, like, final thing, by the way. Like, when I'm ranking these ones with ten, this is, like, who I think is going to make the play-in. Like, the Lakers could still sneak into the playoffs. Because I'm not predicting the playing games. Playing games are too unpredictable. But I think the Lakers will be the nine seed throughout the regular season. Yeah, I mean, it's sad because they've just they've gotten old. So, especially and, what we saw last year, we thought they were going to be a huge super team, and they were just kind of if they can trade Russ for Miles Turner and Buddy Hield, I really think they'll be a top six seed. Because you had one of the better shooters in the league, one of the better shooting centers in the league. And that defense should be really solid as well. But with Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, I don't – and then LeBron, Anthony Davis, I don't see how this team 
wins that many games, but I think they could be buffer around 500. I mean, Westbrook, he had a terrible year last year. And we'll have to see how this offseason treated him. But if he can come back, do well, you know, there's there's a little bit of hope for the team. Yeah. And then the last team I have making the playoffs in the West, it came down to the Trailblazers and the Kings. But ultimately, I think it's going to be the – actually, I haven't even, like, fully made up my mind yet. I might, like, flip-flop, flip-flop. But I think it, right now it's going to be the Kings. Hmm. Okay. I think they've been too bad for too long for this to not be their year. I think this is finally the year where they make some noise, at least make a play-in. They went and got better. They traded their f- future star away for Sabonis, who is currently a star. De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, that team could be decent enough. Yep, I agree. Um, you want to just move straight into our, our highlight teams here? Yes, unless you want to talk about the Grizzlies and the Warriors and the Nuggets and the well, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Pelicans. Those are like part of the, the highlight teams. Yeah, okay, then we can move straight into the highlight teams. All right. Do you want to start off with the Warriors? Yeah. So... Basically, the reason I was fighting for them to be number one is they have what a lot of teams don't have right now. They have a good chemistry. Yeah, obviously, they just came came out of a ring. But they've worked together for several years. I mean, Jordan Poole, he's like the newest player. And that's not like he's working to, well with the team. Um, there's several changes occurring this offseason with just like other notable teams. They might not be able to fit all that in well. One team I do think would fit that in well is the T-Wolves, which we talked about. Um, but someone like the the Cavs, like we don't know how Donovan Mitchell is going to do. So there's a team we know. We know they're good. They always have been good. So I don't see any reason why they can't just storm through. My problem with that is I feel like chemistry is going to be more important once you get into the playoffs. Not really. I don't think chemistry is that big in the regular season. Yeah, it matters. But in the regular season, when you're playing 81 games, it's just really easy to have some off nights. I feel like chemistry matters more in the playoffs. And I do agree that they're really talented. But with older, with their big three aging, I feel like they will sit some games as well. And the chemistry also is kind of lacking with this Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole contract situation. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like this is one of their last years where they can actually go out and compete before the, the money gets very, very confusing. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not what we're looking for right now. This yeah. is just this season, what we're looking for. I feel like the I Nuggets. Think I don't think the Warriors are a bad team. I think the Nuggets will be better simply because Jokic is the best regular season player in the NBA. They can they have good defenders around him with Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope, Aaron Gordon. They have good defenders surrounding him. Uh, Jamal Murray. Now, now you add Jamal Murray, you have an actual ball handler who can play an actual two man game with Jokic. You have one of the best shooters in the entire league, Michael Porter Jr. You have one of the better slashes in the league with Aaron Gordon. 
So now you're giving Jokic the best big playmaking big in the league, a slasher, a shooter, and a playmaker. And you're giving him a 3 and D wing. And on top of that, he himself, when he needs to, can go in and get bucket after bucket after bucket. Yeah, I mean, we kind of had to see that last year at some points without Jamal. Yeah, and I just feel like with Jamal and MPJ, that is a and KCP and Bruce Brown, and they're one of the better coaches in the league, Michael Malone. I don't see how they're not the one seed, especially yeah, I mean, since it's debatable, but we'll see. Jokic is notorious for playing every game in the regular season. Like he played like seventy last year, seventy two in the uh, year where they only had seventy two games. I really think they'll be the one seed. I really think. They have a shot at the championship. One, if healthy. All right. Um, let's see. Next team. Why don't we go the Grizzlies? Yeah. So this is one of the teams that you were talking about. You're like, I don't know. I don't think they have, like, a talented roster. And I don't see, like, why they did so well last year. It's That is because of the team chemistry. And they're all young. So... I don't remember, like, where the stat ended, but even without Jaw, the team had a really high win percentage. I think it was 17-5. and Yeah, something like that. But they they don't rely specifically on Jaw, which I think that's kind of different to the Pelicans, how they're going to play, because Zion's someone you kind of need to give the ball, and they're going to have to work their play style around it. If they can do something where it's like the Bucks, where they work around Giannis and they got Drew and Chris playing kind of in their role, I think that'll work. But we can't have players start to, like, play their own game with Zion on the court. I mean, Brandon Ingram and Zion, Brandon Ingram is – he and Cesar McCollum, like, that team, you're right, if they can't learn to stick to a role – they have too many good scorers on that team for them to that be colliding like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, it's hard to describe. But with the Grizzlies, they're all young. They work together super well. They know how to share the ball. Just going up every time. And him, himself, he's my second favorite player. So I'm kind of just, like, biased in that way a little bit. But... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That was one of the tougher things I was debating with, but I came to a conclusion that I feel like Zion... Oh, this is another thing. I think Zion's better than John Morant. Well, we don't really have too much to base it off of. Yeah, I'm going to say John's better anyway, just because I like him. Mm-hmm. But, but I yeah, I, I have more faith in Zion than... Justin does, and that's what it comes down to. It's the the entire Pelicans team just comes down to Zion. Mm-hmm. But we know who the Grizzlies are, and that's why I feel like it's a hot pick to take the Pelicans above the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, we can move on here. Do you want to talk about the Celtics or the Nets? Um. Yeah, we'll talk about the Nets. I actually have a question for you because mm-hmm. I don't really know how this is going to work. So. With the addition of Ben Simmons, he's going to be playing. Yes. Um, 
how are we going to see him and Kyrie work together? So I think the lineup, I, don't quote me on this, is going to be Kyrie, Joe Harris, KD, Ben Simmons, Claxton. The see, lineup here's what I don't know, though, that. is – because when I was looking, it was Ben Simmons is still strictly point guard, so I don't get. Uh, hold on. I can quickly, if you could just talk about the Nets real quick, I can look up their how they were playing in their preseason. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah do that. Um. So with the Nets, we got KD, a great score. We have Kyrie, best one of the best, like playmaker finishers, all that. And last year, I don't really know, like, I don't really know why they didn't do as well as they should have. Because, yeah, with Harden, they they couldn't share the ball. But afterward, I don't know. And KD and Kyrie, they both missed way too many games. So that can't happen again. The team needs to work together. Hopefully with Ben Simmons, oh. you can kind of, like, keep them straight. But okay, so they are not starting Joe Harris. I don't know if he's still injured or what, but they're they got Royce O'Neal from the Jazz, mm-hmm. and they're playing Kyrie at shooting guard, uh, Katie at small forward, Royce O'Neal at power forward, and Claxton at center with Ben Simmons at point guard. Okay, so not gonna lie, that's that's actually pretty good because. Ben Simmons can do all the the facilitation. I mean, we know what he's capable of. And the okay. So Kyrie's, I don't want to say he's going to take a step down, but he's not going to be your, your up court, you know? Joe Harris was a DMP, so he might be starting this year, which would make sense because you want one of the better shooters in the league playing at the same time Ben Simmons is playing just because of Ben Simmons' Uh, limitations on that side of the court. Yeah, even if they put him at small forward and KD at power forward. Yeah, KD can play power forward. So that team just has a bunch of... I think it's a really deep team with T.J. Warren, Joe Harris, Cam Thomas, Patty Mills. But their star power is out of this world. Yeah, they just... They got to work together well. I mean, it's kind of like... It's kind of thrown up in the air. We don't know... Like, I didn't watch the preseason games, and obviously everything changes in the regular season, but... Ben was kind of clamping up Giannis. I mean, I'm sure he was. Actually, I saw a couple TikToks of that, and then I saw him get postered afterward, but... Okay, he... That's the point. Throughout the night, he mainly won the matchup against Giannis. So... I'm excited to see it. That's why I have that team at the uh, five seed. I don't know how they'll gel together. I don't know how injuries are gonna. I don't know how injuries are gonna play, um. But they have the star power. They have the debt depth, and it really just comes down to. I also don't trust Steve Nash as a coach. That's another whole thing, but they have too much talent to not be. And I don't really a top trust Kyrie's mental health either. So or Katie's legs or Ben Simmons anything but <laughs> yeah <laughs> the team they gotta stay healthy but the team's a giant question mark that's why i feel like the five seed isn't too high isn't too low yeah uh so the next team do you want to talk about 
some bad teams now that we didn't have in the top 10? Or do you want to continue to talk about the Celtics or teams like the Mavericks? No, you're good. You could, uh, I know you wanted to talk about the Magic. I want to talk about all of them, basically. But the two, there's two main teams I want to talk about, and I'll talk about all of them in general. But two of the bad teams who I think are in a really bad position this season are the Magic and the Pistons. I feel like they'll be good enough to compete for that 10 seed, which is bad because in this season, if you're a bad team, you should be tanking. If you yeah. do not have a shot to make the playoffs halfway through the season, if you're if you're not a top 10 seed halfway through the season, you should be tanking. See, that's that's actually one of the points that I had written down. Yeah. Everyone's going for Victor Wembanyama. We, Arjun and I were talking about this last night. They're going to be making up diseases. That's People what are going to be getting "quote unquote" injured. We we drafted a fantasy team last season, uh, last night. I stayed away from any player on the Thunder, any player on the Jazz. Like those, te- every player on that they they're probably going to start their G League halfway through the season. Yeah. We've never seen tanking like this ever before. And I don't know how like how much validity this has, but I've seen the NBA like propose a rule, something about like n- like not letting teams tank too much. Adam Silver has publicly said that teams shouldn't tank, and I think there's going to be a, like a punishment if teams are blatantly doing it. Yeah, but. I mean, it's, yeah, we're kind of getting to a point in the NBA where it's like you, we need to do something about this because it's just going to get bad. And the lottery is that way because if there wasn't a lottery, oh my god! Yeah, if the NBA didn't have a lottery, there might be teams to go like five and seventy-seven this season. <laughs> yeah, but luckily they do have a lottery. Tells it a little, but the two things I want to talk about specifically with the Magic and the Pistons. Paulo Banchero, I think, is going to win Rookie of the Year. I think he's a really good player, a really good piece, along with Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, too, who underperformed last season. If Franz and Suggs, or if Franz and Suggs can take a leap, Cole Anthony can keep playing the way he's played, getting Jonathan Isaac back. Wendell Carter and Mobamba are really good centers, too. Like They have two starting quality centers on the same roster, so I feel like They'll be really good together. Um, if And then with Jonathan Isaac coming back, their defense is going to be really good. Paulo is going to bring defense and offense. I just don't – I think the team's a year away from being a playoff contender. But for their sake, I need them to lose. Because, well, I don't know how Victor Venmoiano would fit on a team with Paulo and – Jonathan Isaac, but when you have a prospect like Victor, you figure it out. Yeah, I was about to say that. He'll fit in somewhere. You don't really have to worry about that. Just give him the ball, let him go score. A team I would really like to see Victor on, a team I'm really rooting sucks, even though I don't think they will, Victor, one being on on the Pistons, would be stupid. Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bey, Marvin Bagley, and Victor Wembanyama, in a couple years, that is a championship contender. And by couple, I legit mean only two or three years. That is a championship contender. 
I agree. Even without Victor, they are a playoff contender in two or three years. But getting Victor, have Victor and Kate on the same team, that is a championship contender. My one concern, they will not be that bad this season. Last, They got the first over pick a couple seasons ago. This season, they got the fifth pick, which they were like tied for first in lottery odds or something like that. They will be better than that this season. They won't have tied for first with the lottery odds for the first overall pick. And a season like that, that is really concerning. Mm-hmm. Some teams I do think are going to get Victor L. The Spurs, the Jazz, maybe even the Thunder with Chuck Holmgren, Victor Wenbamiana. But if the Spurs. If the Thunder gets Victor, that team's going Yeah, it's over. It's over. The Thunder actually have a realistic ch- chance of getting Victor, too. But I think the Spurs getting Victor when Rihanna would be really cool. He'd be like their Tim Duncan 2.0 with Greg Pop giving Pop- Popovich a reason not to retire. Uh, <laughs> and then the Jazz getting Victor. I would hate that. The Jazz is the team I least want to see Victor- get Victor right now. Who do they have? I don't even know who they have anymore. I could name you Mike Conlon, uh, Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think they got Jaden McDaniels from the Timberwolves trade. They traded Bogdan. They, who do they have? They traded Russell Neal. Oh God. Um. Well, also, I want to back up your like your placement of the Cavs in the fourth seed because yeah. Donovan Mitchell was a part of that Jazz roster. Number uh-huh. one in the regular season. Yes. Like one of the best regular season teams. Uh-huh. We already talked about the T-Wolves, how they're going to do good. Yeah. Um, but I think that team, it mainly relied on him and Rudy, so. And I don't think Donovan Mitchell was a one. I think he was a 1A, and I think Rudy was also a 1A. I don't think, I think Mitchell was better, but Rudy was more impactful. It was very weird, the dynamic of them, too. I'm glad we get to see them on their own now, even though I do think they worked really well together. It's just I don't think the Jazz had any perimeter defenders around them to sort of help. Mm-hmm. But I feel like both of them got put in the best position they could to succeed. Uh, with Rudy Gobert being having Anthony Edwards and Cat around him, and then Donovan Mitchell having Darius Garland around him, that like two people that can play make. He has yes, Donovan Mitchell short, but he has a tall front court with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. I feel like both of them got put in really good positions, and I think both those teams are going to be really good. I think the Jazz had really good players. They just could never figure it out, and now those good players on other teams, they'll be able to figure it out. I agree. Um, but uh, speaking of the Jazz, I can name more Jazz players than I can Spurs players. I can maybe name you two Spurs players. Keldon Johnson. Yeah. That's it. Oh, they have Josh Primo. He was a rookie last season. I don't know who he is. Um, but that was a kind of a segue. Speaking of rookies, I want to talk about one team that I haven't talked about yet. One team that I feel like could have made the playoffs, but had the worst offseason maybe in NBA history, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Their rookie yesterday, James Boone Knight, arrested. Uh, Miles Bridges. I don't know if he's arrested, but he isn't in the league. Thank God. He shouldn't be in the league. 
Yeah. Uh, Lamelo's hurt. PJ Washington has a kid to deal with now. That roster is so bad without Lamelo. And you know what? Lamelo and Victor Wembanyama. The Hornets are tank. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> the Hornets are going to try and compete for that 11 seed because with Lamelo, they have a good shot to be the 11 seed and barely miss out. Do not. Let LaMelo sit the season. Send him to, like, Hawaii or something. Let him chill. <laughs> Maybe I, make another I, season of the Ball Brothers. Everyone's listening to this right now, and they're so mad because they're like, team shouldn't be actively tanking. Victor Wembanyama is a 7-4. He, can, he went in, a, in the G League. He shot 7-11 from the three. He's one of the best defenders in the league, but he's skinny. Shut up. He's him. Shut up. He is He's not skinny. He's him. The best prospect since LeBron. Yeah. Like, we were saying that about Zion. No. Victor is so much better of a prospect than, prospect than Zion. He's just... I mean, you can't go wrong with a player like that. That's like a my player. I, like... Any team not in, like, the top... I just thought of something. Hold on. I'll say it after this. But any team not in the top uh, eight should not be... I, obviously, we can't have all the bad teams trying to tank. That would just be like horrible for the NBA, and it would boost everybody's wins. But most teams should like be hanging up halfway through the season. Yeah. Which, I don't know. It's good for the teams, yeah. And obviously, it's just going to be a one-year thing. But... I don't know. I feel like the future of the NBA, like this season, could just, I don't know, kind of be messed up. Yeah. You know, there is a lot of parity at the top with the Clippers, Nuggets, Warriors, and then the Celtics, Nets, 76ers, Bucks. Those, te- those like, seven teams, maybe, like, even eight teams of the Timberwolves, those eight teams are really going to be battling it out. But I feel like after that, all the other teams are a bit either they're new and they have to figure stuff out or even the Timberwolves are new and have to figure stuff out, but, or they're just not good enough to compete. Yeah. I mean, it's like, all right, hard game. And then you get five free wins. Yeah. And the teams I think in the worst position this season are really the trailblazers, the Knicks, the Hornets, and like those teams, because they're going to be, fighting for that 10th seed play-in, which means they're not going to have a good, like, but some of these teams are young, which is good, because you want to be competing, you want to be winning, you want to be playing your good young players, because that's how you let them develop. You can't just be like, oh, we're not getting a good pick, so we're not having a good season. But a team like the Trailblazers that's old, like, that's, or the team like the, uh, like the Wizards that's old, that's, that's bad. But if you're a team like the Pistons, the Magic, or the Rockets or the Thunder getting the 11 seed, 12 seed. That's good. That was a good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the only team that you sh- that you were talking about there that should be like still playing for the playoffs is the Knicks. Yeah, I think they do have the potential to to make it out there. Yeah. So that one thought I had midway through my sentence where I paused it: the Pelicans are going to be a good team this season, obviously. And the Lakers are a big question mark, obviously. Like, we don't know how healthy they're going to be. They could be a bottom-tier team in the league, right? Yeah, so what are you saying? You want Zion to the Pelicans? 
the Pelicans or, have the Lakers or first. Or to the Lakers. The, the Pelicans have the Lakers first round pick. Uh. Now, let, let, let's just talk here for a second. Uh. How would Zion and Victor Wembanyama work? I mean, it wouldn't. They would just have to trade Zion. They would. Tra- You're saying that if the Pelicans somehow got the first overall pick, they they have to trade Zion. I mean, they don't have to, but I don't see why you're going to have Zion and Victor on the same team when you could just trade Zion away and get, like, other assets that'll just play their roles and just let One six-eight and generational, and the other seven-four and generational. Sometimes that doesn't always work. I guess. Sometimes you need the role players on the side there, so if they can trade them out for some good assets, that might be a better decision. I mean, I get the logic, but I feel like when you have a player like Zion on a contract that they have him on, you have to keep him. Yeah, you might be right with the contract and everything. Especially the age, and I don't think teams are going to be willing to trade for him with his injury concerns. Like, trade as much as you'll get back for him. Like, get the same value. Yeah, I guess. But that's that's a... Enough about the bad teams. All we know is that they're all going to be thinking at their mind. This draft class, even other than Victor, is stacked with Scoot Henderson. Actually, Scoot's the only other person I know. But this draft class like seems really good, and it's really top-heavy. So, I'm excited to watch the Nuggets play basketball. But also, towards the end of the season, I'm excited to see what new diseases teams will come up with for excuses to bench players. Yep. Fake injuries, diseases, all that. So, this this season is going to be really exciting. I think, like, I'm somewhat more excited to watch the bad, like, not the bad, like, I don't want to watch the Trailblazers or the Spurs or the Jazz, but, like, I'm more excited to watch teams like the Pistons, Magic, Thunder, Rockets, than I am teams like the, uh, like the Kings, Lakers. Actually, Lakers are sure they still have LeBron, but like the Kings, even like the, the Hawks. Yeah, I don't know. I want to see NBA for excitement, not whatever you're watching. So, I mean, is Cade Cunningham, is Pablo Pablo Banchero not excited? I mean, yeah, but like, I don't know. These teams just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I like watching the uh, the top teams, you know. Um, all right, well, I guess he cut out. But honestly, I think we're done for the first podcast here. Again, we'll uh, we'll let you know if we're gonna make a separate channel. Right now, they're scheduled just to go on here. Um, we're recording this Monday afternoon at the end of the week, you'll get another episode. Um, okay. Hello. Hi, I'm just wrapping it up. Okay. So yeah, um, we'll see you guys next week. It's probably going to be on here. If it's a new channel, we'll let you know on the, uh, on the football podcast, but yeah. Also, I don't, I don't know if you've mentioned, but like we're legit recording this on the first day of the season. Yeah. Oh, wait, I think I might have said Monday, but it's Tuesday today.
So yes, it's we're recording this like the the games start in a couple hours, like maybe two hours, three hours. So we'll be watching basketball tonight. We'll be watching all week. We'll be watching football too. You'll get all that content. So yep, we'll uh, we'll see you guys on week seven of football. Okay, bye.